We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Remember that Miami Hurricanes football on the Joe is sponsored by Milam's Markets, your football tailgating headquarters at the stadium. And for your home parties, Milam's Markets. Joe, we're going to jump out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline right now. Talk to the head coach of the University of Miami football team, Manny Diaz, right now. Manny, good. Happy Monday. How are you? You got a Friday night game this week. Short week for you, coach. Yeah, it's an unusual week, but uh, we're excited to get back out on the field and uh, be able to play on uh, Friday night in Raleigh. All right, Coach, we got to get it out of the way. I know, I know every coach in America is tired of talking about it at every level. Uh, you feel like you're in pretty good shape with with guys being able to play Friday night because of you-know-what? Are, are you in pretty good shape as of right now? <laughs> well, yeah, as of now, we still, we still got uh, three more tests between now and the game. I mean, you just, you know, I mean, I, I think we're so accustomed to, you know, you take every day's news as it comes. Um you know, I mean, we've today. Today is actually a Wednesday practice for us, and we'll be on the field here in about a, an hour and a half. And and we've had good preparation. Uh, but like I said, we've we've got we're, we're testing today. We'll test on Wednesday and Thursday, and um, and then the other you know added piece. You know, this is kind of the common for this time of year. Is just you know people just get sick this time of year. Just you know normal you know illnesses and. You got to hold guys out. We we held the guy out for the Virginia game that that just was sick because you know you got symptoms and you're not sure and so it's just look it's 2020. Uh, this is what what uh, we're all dealing with. Uh, and like I said, the, the credit goes to the players that that uh, take care of those take care of themselves and uh, take care of their teammates. Coach, what's the, what's the biggest things you have your bye week? I know everybody's talked about the post bye week blues and in, in the past and stuff, but. What do you work on the most? What, what what were some of the things you felt like you need to clean up a little bit before this NC State um, Friday night? Well, no, by, by, no bye weeks are the same because of where you are in the season. Um, you know, an early bye week, you may still be, you know, go back into more of a training camp mode later in the year. Um, you know, you're, you're probably more healing your guys. This one came at a time we were right sort of at the halfway point of the season. So we had a great opportunity to, to go look at who we were, um, collectively scheme wise and then every individual player and we had the coaches make sort of point of attack tapes for all their players uh, where they could really analyze look halfway through the season this is what the opponents see out of you and here are some things that are giving you trouble here are some things that you're doing well and um, and let's really focus on our weaknesses you know we, we don't you know we, we don't we don't run from the the bye week thing we're aware of that but but like I said I, I think when you look at it over the over the the, the course of the two years we have struggled more playing against teams that we have not respected, uh, whether that was after a bye or not after a bye. And I think that's what we have spent the majority of our time this year um, 
of playing every week with the utmost respect for all of our opponents and, and just trying to present ourselves as the best version of Miami, and that's served us well so far. Coach, do you think that when you put out the depth chart and you had the oars there with the wide receivers that that woke up a couple of your older guys to say, we're not necessarily the top dogs anymore on this wide receiver core, even though we're the oldest guys on this team and the young guys are going to get some more time. Do you think that put a little bit of you-know-what in maybe their back pocket, the or just on the depth chart? You'd have to, you'd have to say so. You know, I mean, um, competition is the best coach that there is, and I, I think the development of some, some of our young wide receivers, I think, helped. Um, there's been some other spots where I think we've had some similar competition. Um you know, to try to really improve the play of our team since since the uh, Virginia game, and uh, and look, ideally, we've been talking about this. This is this is the way to build a program where you've got to be able to recruit enough depth to come in where nobody really feels comfortable and can get complacent with their starting role. And you hear all the great Miami teams in the past talk about it. You heard you heard guys say, "I if, I wouldn't want to go out of practice with a sprained ankle because I'd worry I'd never get my spot back." And and that's what we're recruiting to, and that's what we're trying to build our program to. Where at every spot, the guys feel like they've got to they've got to bring it every day because they know the next guy up will take their job at any time. All right, coach, I got to speak because I, I know I speak to you about the the recruiting stuff within uh, the radio v- rules and regulations that we're able to. Um, so off week, you got everybody in South Florida. Broward played last week. There's there's no travel, right? And so there's no. Can you go to local games? Were you able to go to any local, or everything's got to be done from home? It, it's we're we're in a complete dead period for the entire calendar year, so there's no wow. in-person scouting. Um, the only thing we can do is just watch video, and so um, so we're doing that. It's it's great to be able to watch some of our guys uh, commits play and some of our targets play, and it's been a hard year. You know, I, I will say this: I, I you know I do really feel for of all the things in 2020. You know, you got guys. Some states aren't even playing football, but you got some guys playing very shortened seasons, and, and they don't get these years back. You know, and, and right. in college football, you know, the NCAA made a provision that everybody can. You know, this year doesn't count. But if you're in 12th grade, this is all you got. If you're in 11th grade, this is all you got. And you remember, I don't think anybody that ever played football at any level will ever forget their high school career. And um, I do really feel for these guys, these these coaches, because they they've. <laughs> They missed the season, and, and there's only so many opportunities. You, you, only, you only get to be 17 years old once. Coach, uh, offensive line, real quickly here. I know there's different parts of the team, and you talked about self-evaluation and things that guys are doing when you go back and look at them. I'm just curious, when you look at the offensive line, is it more technique, or what's some of the biggest problems you're having? Are guys physically getting neutralized too much? or What, what do you see mostly with your offensive line? Uh, I, I see a line that's that's getting better. I, I guess it. I guess it's we're trying to figure out what uh, the issues are in terms of more consistent run game or protection. I mean, you know, I think it's we, we've talked about this many times in the past. I, I, it's always a little. Um, I think we, we we act at times as the offensive line operates in a vacuum. Right. Um, if we look at for Virginia's defense, for example, North Carolina this past week, North Carolina. The two best running backs, or two as good running backs in the country, they could right. run for 100 yards on, on Virginia. Um, they're going to make it hard to run the ball, and they're going to get after the quarterback. Now, North Carolina threw for a whole bunch of yards, but they lost the game to Virginia, who, guess what? They're a tough out, as we found out. So um, our guys are getting better. Uh, it's good to have all of our guys back in the lineup, and you know, certain, certain guys are going to have a better performance week in, week out. And I think that's what we're concentrating on is that, yeah, everybody working on their fundamentals, staying connected as a group, 
and then and then the backs, the Eric, everybody understanding um, what we're trying to accomplish on every play. Coach, we talk a lot about the defensive line here and even the defensive backfield, but your linebacker core, Bradley Jennings, Zach McLeod, and the crew there, how are they playing your eyes? Are they playing up to par where you want them to play, or, or is there a need for improvement there at that position? No, well, we can certainly play better there. Um, I think, you know, we, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think putting those tapes together and uh, showing the plays that are, that are giving those guys issues um, I think has helped. I think seen some things that, that have been good for him, um, you know, and then we got to keep pushing competition at that spot as well. Uh, we got to get some of the young guys behind them healthy and, uh, and, and back on the field, because I think that's made us, that's made us better. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I think it's been a good week for those guys, um, you know, and uh, we expect them to play all of them to play a lot better in the second half of the season than they did the first half. Hey coach. Uh... You're, you're right, and we're going to ask you about Virginia beating North Carolina every week in the ACC, trying to figure out how I, I did not. Every week there's a game, and that's the one. I was shocked to see Virginia put 44 on North Carolina. Did that surprise you at all, watching tape on both teams? The game went, um, you know, I mean, Virginia, they're offensively, they, they, they just got on a roll. And and we said that they're they can get you um, they can get you on your heels defensively a little bit and and you know that's what it looked like happened but um, it's, it's pretty simple though we keep saying it if you if you just don't the day you think you can't get beat is usually exactly when yeah. it happens and uh, and then you got it you got to give these teams credit um, and Virginia getting their quarterback back you can see the spark they had and then the other thing you just see is that teams that are you know if somebody's running their quarterback now they can become difficult to stop and and. Uh, so you got to credit the staff of Virginia and what they've done the last couple of weeks. And that's why I'm proud of our guys. I mean, look, it's not always going to be a beauty contest, but, you know, short of one drive, but one bad drive in the second half and the opening drive of the game, we kind of beat the heck out of those guys and held them to 14 points, which ultimately gave us a chance to win because we didn't score a whole bunch that day. So, um, you know, it's, it's every week. You know, all you can do is go 1-0 every week, and, uh, and we've got another challenge this week with NC State. Hey, Coach, uh, just back to, to the uh, – real quickly in this new world of, uh, of recruiting and stuff that's going on, not just your recruiting class that you got verbal commitments from, but, like, when a guy all of a sudden pops up, I know there's some guys up there really having good years here in the first couple of games they've played in Dayton Broward. Um, how do you go about finding out about those guys, like, w- without – like, is it coaches call you? Is it – Help me out on that part. I know you, you, but the guys are just late bloomers. What do you do on that to find those guys? Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about our staff is we do have a lot of connections in the community. Uh, so we certainly do get calls. Uh, we, we have a lot of respect of the opinions of, of the coaches down here because a lot of times they know the kids and they'll know the kids at other schools that they may know the kids from the time that they were in the youth leagues. Um, so we're always fielding calls and saying, hey, you, you guys may want to check this guy out. Um, and then, and then we're, we're, we're pouring through the film. I mean, that's what our recruiting staff does. And um, we're always looking out. And, and I've told our, our staff to double down on those efforts this year because um, it's, you know, not just the dead period, but not having camps in the summer and not having the guys on your campus. Um, but, you know, there, there's, there's some big-time players that, you know, some of these high schools down here are so good, and they put out so many D1 prospects a year that – you know, they, they may have had four guys go D1 off of last year's team, and then the backup, who, who has hardly had a chance to even feature, 
he's now starting this year. And he may, you know, you're like, wow, where'd this guy come from? Well, he was playing behind some guy last year, you know, that, that went to Miami or went somewhere like that. So, so we're just, we're, we're, we're paying extra, extra, extra attention to the, to the game film this year. And, uh, and looking for guys in the senior class that are popping and, and showing that they're, you know, that they're legit or even, and then certainly the young classes as well. Yeah. What game you want me at this week, Coach? Right, what, what game right. you want me at this week? I, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Just let Cliff me, Notes. Let me check the schedule. <laughs> the Joe Rose right. Cliff Notes on recruiting. Hey, right, I got to tell right. you, I stood next to Coach when he was defensive coordinator. And I, I won't say who the guy is, and he was a very young player. And Coach had zoned in on him a long, long time ago, and he really is a good player, Coach. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Hey, Coach, thank I you. I look forward to having him. Yeah. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are too much. Good answer, Coach. Coach, right? coach, thank you very much for coming on this morning. We appreciate it. Good luck Friday night, Coach. Okay, guys. Thank you, Tom. All right, Manny Diaz joining us on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Remember, Miami Hurricanes football on the Joe, sponsored by Milam's Markets, your football tailgating headquarters at the stadium for your home parties, Milam's Markets. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.